Hello and welcome back to the accommodation show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. This week, I am talking to Jen Donovan, who is the founder of Buy From A Bush Business. She is the co-founder of Spend With Us and also the creator of one of Australia's largest Facebook groups with over 300,000 members. Jen believes that the currency of community is underestimated in business in 2021. And it's more profound and deeper than so many business owners, corporate companies and solopreneurs realize to the success of their business. This is a fascinating episode where we'll be talking about human-to-human marketing, how and why she set up her Facebook community, as well as its trials and tribulations. Without further ado, let's launch into it. Okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I am super pumped to have Jen Donovan with us, who is an absolute legend. I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while. Uh, Jen runs a Facebook group with 300,000 followers or members at the moment. It's called Buy From A Bush Business. It was set up in 2019 during the droughts. Um, She is also um, running the Social Media and Marketing Australia or Social Media Marketing Australia as a business Um, and a marketplace as well, which is Spend With Us. She does all sorts of things. She's wonderful. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks so much, Pat, for having me. Thank you. Um, Look, I've been super pumped to have you on the show. I was talking to my partner this morning. I said, hey, I'm talking to Jen. She said, who's Jen? I'm like, you don't know who Jen is. You're going to really look forward (laughs) to meeting her once we do this. So I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, Before we get into everything and and, uh, tell everybody what it's all about, we'd love to hear your story, uh, what you're all about, what you do, um, and how this Facebook group came to be. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I actually live on a farm uh, in the Riverina of New South Wales and actually on the border of New South and Victoria. So dealing with lots of border issues during COVID. Um, but so I run my social media and marketing business from my home office, which has become a little bit more trendy than what it was in 2019 or 2018 when I started, I should say. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I sort of do help um, small business owners is really just trying to help them make marketing a priority in their business because you know marketing is everything and it can really change your business if you make it a priority rather than a sometimes activity. As far as the group goes, the Buy From A Bush Business Group, it kind of came about from um, drought. So if you don't live rurally, then you might not know that you know if farmers don't have money, towns don't have money. That's pretty much how it works when you get into you know small rural towns and of course the drought had been going on for so long that when I was on a tour with doing my marketing and social media with small businesses everyone was really sad and this is probably October 2019 no one was looking forward to Christmas because no one thought that it was going to be a good Christmas and I guess the marketing brain in me kind of kicked in it's like 
I kept hearing the same problem all week and driving home um, over the New South Wales plains. So, you know, there's nothing to see. You're on your own. There's barely a radio station to be heard, never alone downloaded podcast. And I came up with an idea to start a Facebook group um, where I thought, everyone could just post their own things and I could open them up to a new audience. So I got home on Friday afternoon and I opened up a Facebook group and I invited all my clients and the people I'd seen this that week, uh, invited my friends and invited them just to start posting. Um, I must admit though, Bart, I had no idea the beast I was creating, no idea whatsoever. Um, and of course, as you say, you know, as of early January 2021, it's now got 300,000 people in it. It's an economy all unto itself. And it's um, kind of a marvelous little creation that I'm super proud of that people are supporting rural and regional businesses. Um, just simply through a Facebook group and the marketplace that's been with us is you know part of that as well uh, so it's kind of more like uh, we call it the uh, rural Amazon so it's kind of works like an Amazon but it's only for rural and regional businesses but yeah so it basically came from just wanting to help people and trying to help people that were drought affected and little did I know that the bushfires and COVID was coming which I think is probably one of the reasons why it's kept its momentum up yeah, right, because obviously the fires have petered out since last year and then this year COVID comes along and the, the same sort of needs to, it's not so much about just supporting because of droughts, it's also about supporting the local community. And I think that there's a huge amount of engagement that people uh, want to have and people want to contribute, they want to give back, and they want to support local, but having the right platform and the right medium can be quite problematic. Yeah, yeah, it can, it can. And really knowing, I guess there's been a whole uh, support for Buy Australian as well. Uh, my groups are actually about supporting small businesses in rural and regional Australia, not necessarily just Australian made because I seriously believe that if we took out all the shops that didn't make bake or grow their own stuff in rural um, areas, then we'd have a whole heap of ghost towns. So I do support Australian made, but my group isn't just for Australian made um, consumable, Australian made uh, business owners. Yeah, so it's, it's about uh, people running businesses that are of, of regional, in the regions um, or rural areas rather than just the products being sourced locally. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right because it can be problematic to, to create a scale and a volume and that sort of thing. But we do want to support those businesses so that they, they're there and they can thrive and survive. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a, a couple of different areas I think would be great for us to talk about today. And I think that when we had spoken last year, we talked about uh, human connection and and people sort of coming together and, and how people interact with businesses. And I think that that's something that you'd have a lot to say um, or to talk about today. Let's start off with the group a little bit and then we'll go into the social media or the marketing side of things. Um, with the group, why do you think it's sort of spiraled to what it is? What have you done right and what have you done wrong along that journey? 
That's a really, really big question. Um, what have I done right? I think some of it has been about timing. Some of it has been about the fact that um, we live in a country that is very giving uh, and people do like to support the underdog. That's, you know, I think if you watch a football game and you don't particularly have someone that you support in that game, you often want to support the underdog. And that seems to be a bit of an Australian culture thing. Uh, so I think, you know, certainly media talking about drought, drought, drought and people donating is one thing but lots of people want to do something a little bit more on the ground than donating fifty dollars to a charity or you know trying to give you know vouchers or something like that so i think some of it was about the timing um in that people were looking for something a little bit different uh, or what different ways to support small business owners um i think some of it was about the catastrophes that were happening and were around the corner that no one knew about uh being you know i started um the, because of drought and what I was seeing within my business and my local community and, and of course we faced up to the bushfires of 2019-2020 and then of course we had COVID which also brought on um, lockdowns so people had to shop online and we're looking for something a little bit different as well so I think all those things combinated but I also think um, as human beings we want to belong to something um, um, whether it's a, a local church or a local football club or a probus or a, a lions club or something like that we have this inherent nature to want to belong and I think my buy from a bush business gave somewhere for people to belong and certainly at the beginning there was lots of messages I was getting from people saying you know I felt so isolated but now I feel like I can go in and and see other people that are going through what I'm going through or uh, you know interact with other people or meet people from across the country that I would never have got to meet before whether that's from selling goods or just commenting um, and carrying on a little conversation so I think it's that whole also that people want to belong to something they want a higher purpose than themselves I think that all rolled into almost the perfect timing of um, what I was actually doing um, in a simple Facebook group I guess you're saying is like that sense of community is something that not only kind of draw draws people in it, it becomes a lot less transactional um, mm. and a, a, a lot more, I guess, uh, emotional and uh, draws people in on, on an empathetic and sympathetic level um, to create those, those connections um, between each other. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, it is, it is. And I think um, a little bit selfishly, I think as humans, we want to feel good about ourselves. And I think we get a bit more of a warm and fuzzy buying something from a struggling rural and regional business than perhaps what we do walking down to Kmart and buying something from there. So I think it's some of it, some of it is our personal nature that, you know, we want that little kick of endorphins knowing we've actually helped someone even though we have just made a purchase uh, that we wanted to do anyway. Yeah. Were there any points in the journey of the, the growth of this community 
where things really changed, um, like big growth spurts, media coverage, anything that were, were sort of points where uh, inflection points where you're like, yeah, they, these are this big things have happened at, at these times. And I imagine COVID might be one of them. Um, the first one to start it all off, but was there anything else that sort of either you had done or that was an external factor that, that, that made things grow stronger or create the, make the community gel better together? If you go right back to the start, there's little posts that say, uh, you know, 5,000 members, yay! 10,000 members, yay! And then I think we got to 100,000 members before Christmas. So within about seven or eight weeks, we got 100,000 people. But I think that came down to the people wanting to belong to something, something a little bit different, um, being able to support rural and regional Australia on a whole different level because the group the the group grows by other people inviting their friends and their families so they come into the group they see the amazing products or you know the community atmosphere that's in there and then they go and invite all their Facebook friends so that's how a group grows uh, and without creating that sense of community or having um, people in there selling different things or you know creating um, the community as such then it wouldn't have grown I guess there was uh, quite a lot of media attention um, most certainly uh, but in saying that there was lots of things like this popping up and there still are lots of things um, that are very similar like buy from the bush is very um, an Instagram so it was uh, about a week before I started I think the hashtag started to get um, pushed around a little bit so you know there was that momentum um, spend with us which is now part of my marketplace actually started as a separate entity it's just that we've joined forces now and that sort of came from uh, the bushfires as such um, yeah so there was lots of little things that came up but I think it was really just humans humans just wanting to share what they'd found and what they were finding they loved with other people in their lives that has made the group grow and grow and grow playing devil's advocate <laughs> you said something which is very important that there were other people there are other options for this sort of thing to happen what what was it about this particular group that you had done or what was the difference um that made this one successful um above like you said like the the idea probably isn't a new one but what was that what would is there something that you had been quite conscious of doing um to 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 do that was there an engagement strategy that you had or was it all just organic and you kind of lucked out? Yeah, look, I'd love to say that, um, you know, being the marketer and having the marketing brain that I, you know, strategically planned it all this way, but I really didn't. Um, and I think it came back entirely to that sense of community and perhaps a sense of ownership. So lots of the other platforms that are out there, which are amazing, and I'm all for a competitive market, don't get me wrong, but this one 
perhaps every seller had a little piece of ownership in it because they weren't waiting for me to post about their things. They actually did it themselves. So it was their words, their photos, their stories. Uh, so everybody who has sort of sold something through the group has that little bit of ownership through it. And perhaps that could be the difference. Other than that, you'd probably have to ask some of the people who, um, you know, were first responders to the group or you know, have really grown a business from the group. And I guess that's another point in that lots of people didn't have a business. They had a hobby and all of a sudden then they had a business simply because they were put in front of a much bigger audience. Because we all know in social media, um, you know, it's hard to attract people to your business. You know, it's a pay to play space now. So to do it organically, um, you know, is, can be really tough. Tell me about the success of some of those businesses. Are there any standouts for you that you're like, yep, the, the group was instrumental to, to, to their growth? I mean, obviously, uh, we're not taking away from that business owner's impetus, but where you can categorically go, yeah, actually, we're, we're quite engaged. They're great at what they do. Um, tell me about, about maybe two or three of the, your favorites not your favorite, so let's rewind that. Tell me about two or three of the ones that uh, have been most impacted by by this group. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I can't play favorites, most certainly. And being that there is 300,000, I don't necessarily know the, the breakup of how many of them are sellers and how many of them buyers and how many of them are sellers and buyers. Um, but when you said, you know, success stories, I guess one of the first ones that came to mind was a lady by the name of um, Amy Dennis and she has AM Paper Arts which is a business up towards Dubbo. Um, I can't quite remember off the top of my head the actual um, area that she comes from but I do know it's up near Dubbo there and she had a post in her um, in my Facebook group just the other day saying you know her business is 12 months old so basically 12 months ago when you know the drought like we've kind of forgotten a little bit about the drought with everything that's happened but the drought was so severe um that you know they were selling their stock you know money was hard to come by and one of her friends told her about this group and said how about you just try and put some of your beautiful products in there she was a bit of an artist a bit of a tinkerer uh you know made things for family and friends might have done a craft market every now and then and of course she put one post up into um facebook and i remember her reaching out to me uh, a couple of weeks later saying that that one post she put into my group actually earned more money than what um, the sheep did at the market, which, you know, blew her husband away and blew her away to think that, you know, her little craft that she could do, um, you know, is earning more money than perhaps selling the livestock at that particular time. To which then, you know, her grandma had to come up from Sydney and her mum had to come over from the Northern Territory because <laughs> then she had to make them, of course, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, Amy certainly credits the group for starting her business. Like, all the hard work is hers. It's just like being a business coach and a mentor that I am. 
I can tell people how to, you know, run their businesses and how to do marketing, but the hard work is theirs. So it's all their accolades. But certainly Amy, you know, talks about how the group started her off and certainly showed her that perhaps what she thought was just, you know, making things out of alpaca fibers, um, found that lots of people loved what she did and wanted to keep buying what she did. And I'm hearing more and more sort of noise that from a seller's perspective, if you can get your messaging right into Facebook groups, you can make significant impacts into your business. It's maybe not something I want to unpack too much today. Um, yeah. But uh, any thoughts? Yeah, look, I think it depends on what Facebook group, most certainly. Um, there is, uh, you know, there are a lot of big Facebook groups out there that um, aren't necessarily great places to be advertising your business and frankly won't let you advertise your business. Uh, you know, they're more about, um, you know, communicating and uh, community orientated rather than selling as such. So it but Facebook groups, Mark Zuckerberg said it himself. I think it was like 2018 or 2017, oh, 2019. I can't quite remember now. Time is a bit of a blur. But he told us that he was putting more algorithm towards groups. So if you wanted to use the platform, then basically create a group because that's where I'm going to put the algorithm if you can get the engagement. And I think that's another reason why the group perhaps got spread far and wide. I'm sure that the algorithm had something to do with that as well. Yeah, they could see that sort of traction and they started leading more people into it. Mm. Try to help you yeah, out. you know yourself if you're on Facebook um, that, you know, little suggestions come up, you know, of uh, on the right hand side, like you know, of little groups or something like that to join. I have no doubt that some people found the group that way, being a public group. Of course, private groups don't work that way, but public groups certainly do. Yeah. And I think they've been very vocal um, over, even in the past year. So uh, in terms of their marketing and the advertising of what Facebook is putting out saying, yes, we are pushing on this. Yes, we do want to create these communities and these groups. And I think that obviously Facebook's trying to grow as a business. But the other one, the other part of it is I think they understand that the people want that sense of community and that sense of connection where before it was sort of, you would just have your immediate network and they were trying to figure out how to get connection beyond your immediate network with people. Um, and these mm -hmm. groups, you know, shared interests, shared passions, and that sort of thing is, is what, what mm -hmm. they're, they're deeming to be that, that glue that sticks everyone together. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, just a, a quick question on uh, So if a seller on your group, comes in, uh, how, how often can they post? Are they, is it free to post? Do they, there's some rules that you have around that? Yeah, there are rules um, around it, most certainly. First of all, they have to declare that they are a rural or regional business. Uh, and that sort of, I guess we police that with hashtags. Um, it is free to post uh, and 
but it does require admin approval. So anyone who posts in the group for free um, does actually have to wait for myself or my team of admins to actually approve their posts. And that can take a few hours depending on what we're doing and, uh, you know, what our other business is. Because remember, this is kind of like a side hustle or, you know, or it's not really an income generator. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily always get priority every day. Um, but at least once or twice a day, all those posts get approved. Uh, we do have a VIP um, membership, which is involved with Spend With Us, but it does mean that you can get pre-approval and uh, you can just post into the group whenever you want. And, and we do try and limit it to two times a day that people post into the group. Um, and I think that's more coming from my marketing side because if you see something too often, it loses its um, momentum on you and you can actually get a little bit annoyed with seeing the same products put under your face time and time again. So there's that real fine line of wanting to make sure you reach the best potential audience you can and not putting people off by showing them the same thing over and over again. Great. Um, there's one final question that I have about about this particular topic, and uh, it's around uh, mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, quite often we don't think about them, we don't learn about them, we don't want to talk about them. <laughs> there are any uh, mistakes you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, look, um, I, I probably uh, at least twice a week want to give it up. Like, it's a huge job. I, it's kind of like someone said to me a little while ago, you're a mayor of a city and you've got to kind of, you know, realize that, you know, 300,000 people are in my little city and I'm kind of like the mayor of that city. So it does get a little bit overwhelming. Um, there are some, I've, would have to say I've seen the very best and the very worst of humanity through that group. There are some very amazing, beautiful, giving people out there. And there are some really horrible people out there as well. And they don't get to stay in my group very well. Um, I do kick them out and, um, you know, that's the end of them. I did have a, an instance where I was actually uh, going to give up the group entirely. Um, I had a couple of admins that were working with me and they were going to take it over. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out. It turns out that they weren't really my people and weren't really nice people. Um, so I ended up taking the group back and um, onwards and upwards from there, of course. But probably some of the mistakes that I've made are just, um, uh, I don't know what sort of mistakes that I've made to be totally honest. I'm sure there's a ton of them. Um, perhaps not being as responsive as I could be. Um, I, I know that I've been taught, um, a little bit about white privilege from being the admin of the group. Uh, there's been a few times where things have been branded racist and, you know, I'm a white female, uh, you know, uh, grown up in probably somewhat privileged, not really privileged, but certainly some privilege. And I've kind of tilted my head and go, is that really racist? And I've had to go, 
wow, it might, okay, you know. So I've learned a lot through the group about, uh, you know, other cultures and other groups and, um, you know, a little bit about white privilege as well, just through a Facebook group. So the learnings have been enormous. It's pretty incredible what happens when you throw that many people together um, from all walks of life. Um, mm. and sort of get everybody interacting. And then we've, we always grow up with a certain position and when people start to challenge it, how we respond to it um, is a, an absolutely fascinating piece, which I always quite enjoy is, is meeting those people and realizing uh, the way things are going. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, what I'm gonna ask you now is uh, kind of on the same vein of talking about the group and I know that you're core business runs uh, social media and marketing. Um, would love to know your thoughts about sort of leveraging uh, Facebook or social media as a platform for a, an accommodation business. Um, I'm gonna kind of skew it a bit more towards our, our particular audience and say, and, and uh, I would love to know if you've got any learnings or anything that you could share with the accommodation space on on how to connect and break through to different audiences using uh, Facebook or if there's any other mediums, I'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd say accommodation-based businesses definitely are an um, Instagram slash Facebook um, business, as in, you know, very visual on Instagram and certainly very engaging on Facebook. Um, interestingly, there was a, a, a where I live in, um, in the Riverina, there's a motel that has been taken over. I, I won't say recently, it was a couple of years ago now, but they, you know, started an Instagram account and I used to follow it. Um, well, I still do follow it, but it's got a little bit better, but I used to follow it and I used to sort of roll my eyes at it because it was so fake. Like they were trying to present their business as something that it simply wasn't. Now I live uh, near Lake Moela. Now my lake is a, a brown lake. It's not an, an ocean. And they used to put photos up of, you know, people sitting what, in what looked like, you know, blue sparkling water. And it's just like, my water never looks like that. Or they would, you know, present their motel like their pool and it's like that's not your pool so you've got to be realistic yes you know you might, sometimes you might need to put lipstick on a pig most certainly but you do need to be realistic and the other thing I would say is when was the last time you showed up in your social media I find that is just one of the things with small business owners that is such a push, like you said very early on, like human to human marketing um, is the answer to so many of your engagement questions. So when was the last time you showed your faces or people heard your voices other than, you know, when they check in to your motel or to your hotel or to your resort? You know, who's the person greeting them at the front desk and do they know that person before they get to that front desk? I think it's, imagine having your clients your customers are walking in and saying hi Paul how you going because they've seen you on 12 Facebook lives or you know they've seen you doing work around the resort and just showing everyday life and things like that I think that's probably one of the most important and easily missed marketing strategies that people need to sort of start implementing is showing up as themselves 
And I think that you can look at countless big brands that have figured this out and that use it as part of their marketing strategy. If you turn on the TV for, an, for, for, for a few ad breaks, then you'll see all the companies that are using their staff and are using their people to make adverts. They all don't look, they don't have that sheen or that polish, but that's not what they're going for. They're going for a, a, a they're trying to find a way for people to relate to that particular person that, that's been on the advert and the person that's gonna come into the shops or, or come to the accommodation. And that's really important because mm -hmm. your accommodation should reflect yourself um, and mm -hmm. you should come out on the, on the marketing side of it and then therefore people are gonna come. They, they're not separate things. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really interesting point and one that I try to make often is watch what the big boys are doing, whether they're in your industry or not in your industry. Like, you know, when you were talking before, the biggest one that comes to mind is you know, a particular hardware store <laughs> that have their staff in the videos. Look at that from marketing eyes and go, Oh, okay. So that's why they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, they're the ones with the big budgets and they're the ones with the big research. So start watching people, um, bigger businesses with marketing eyes and working out why do they do what they do? Well, watching those Facebook ads that you engage with and think, what grabbed me? Was it the headline? Was it the picture? Was it the, the actual words that they wrote? Um, and yeah, just sort of opening yourself up a little bit more to to think like a marketer because everyone is, if you're in business, you're a marketer, whether or not you like it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Hey, um, Jen, I'm going to cut it off there because I think we've given everyone lots of little tidbits. I think everyone, um, I think the biggest learnings for me today was about that sense of community and that sense of connection. Uh, it's yep. more important than ever, especially in this day and age. I think that there's an awful lot of little tips that people will be able to pick up and use within their own marketing strategies, within their own businesses, and probably have a good think about what their uh, Facebook strategy is going to be for, for this particular year. Um, yeah. So I really thank you. Is there anything that uh, our community can do for you? Yeah. Um... I don't know what they can do for me, but um, I'd certainly, you know, if anyone wants to chat further or, uh, you know, have a bit of a conversation, I'm more than happy to have a bit of a chat. Um, I do have another Facebook group that does not have 300,000 people in it, but it's more, uh, it's still another little community on Facebook called Like-Minded Business Owners. So if anyone is interested in connecting there, that would be great. But otherwise, just, um, I guess I'd really encourage you, if you you've heard something today or if you've taken some notes you know do some implementing don't let it be something else that you know you hear or you think I should do that and you just don't make the time and effort to do because it's all those little one percenters that will actually help you change your business and grow it beautiful you are an amazing person thank you so much Jen for joining us we will see you around the traps over the next six twelve months um, I look forward to following everything that you do and we'll catch you very soon. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Bart. Thanks so much for having me. Take care.